Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Lamar Odom, Chandler Parsons, Joey Devine, Chris Humphreys, Reggie Bush, Rick Fox, Sean Keen, Lewis Hamilton. Harden, musical guest Ray J, and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey D. Vine. I don't know why I said my name that way. It's been a while since I've hosted a podcast. Uh, and I'm here with permanent go, permanent co-host, uh, writer extraordinaire, uh, editor of the podcast, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Yard Barker's own Sean Keen. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. I really wanted to take this week off. Too much happened, I'll be honest. Baby. You, you texted me yesterday and you were like, hey, do you want a podcast? And I was like, fuck, can we just have a week off? <laughs> Right. And then, and because there was nothing, there was nothing yesterday. It was like, what we're gonna make fun of LeBron's school? It's like, yeah. let's take a break, Sean. I mean, I, then, I do kind of want to make fun of LeBron's school, but yes, that's correct. And then a story happened today, uh-huh. where I texted Sean and I was like, "Hey, we have to podcast tonight." And yeah. I don't want to get into the story yet. But I'm going to tell you listeners right now that it is not the story you think it is. (laughs) 
yes, that's correct. <laughs> um, we'll get into that, too. But first things first, Sean, I wanted to do some business here at the top. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first off, please rate, review, and subscribe to whatever podcatcher you listen to us on. Apple uh, tweet MySpace links, whatever. Uh, follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod, uh-huh. and email us at roundrockpod at gmail dot com. Even though I got a new phone three months ago and still have yet to put that email on my phone, so we'll get to it eventually. I promise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no one, no one has written in recently. Most importantly. I wanted to bring up, uh, Sean and I, debut, with the debut of the new NBA season, are going to be debuting a Patreon. That's right, baby. That's right. We are done doing this for free. <laughs> um, so basically, I just wanted to ask for you, the loyal listeners, uh, uh, some feedback. What would you... Give us money to do. Do you want merchandise? Do you want extra podcasts? Uh, do you want to hear the joke podcast that I always claimed I was going to do called 24 in 24? I mean, where I watch entire <laughs> seasons of 24 in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that would be that would be a higher premium. I'm going to be honest. Want, uh, do, you, do you guys want slammed up <laughs> content? We could do Patreon only. When we could talk to Brett and Randy, Brett Slamson and Randy those guys do, work for free, dude. We, those do, are our free. Those guys saying, are on yeah, our free we'll, podcast. We'll sell them. We'll sell them their Patreon. But yeah, what would you like to help us pay the bills? That's the basically of some all of the I'm greatest, asking for. Yeah, some of the greatest NBA hip hop songs that we use to close the podcasts. Sure. Whatever. Everyone uh, loves that music, Joey. Do you want us to? Do you want us to name your fantasy teams again? Uh, would you like? Um, would you like to? Uh, I don't know. A Twitch stream. What else? What do people do? Yeah, we're, we're going to start you playing it, Fortnite. You... I guess, right? <laughs> with with my my rude son. <laughs> yes, all of our rude children will come on. Is that what you want? Um, we'll do it. Yeah, you let us know what 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 dollar amount would you want to pay for what kind of content? We're just we're just spitballing here. We've got some ideas. There's going to be some great stuff, but uh, we want to hear from profile? you. You want some like advice on Tinder profile? <laughs> um, Sorry, we're Bumble right. only because of the Clippers. We're in LA and. Yeah, Bumble. They've sponsored everything. Sure. Yeah, we'll write a Tinder profile for sure. Or a Bumble. We'll, yeah, we'll, one. You know, for money, we'll do anything. We're gigantic whores. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being a whore. Because um, we are one. All right. Um, sex positive, baby. Yeah. We are the second most sex positive NBA podcast, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. The first is take it or break it. Take it or break it. Whatever you want. Piss drinking, (laughs) love making, the word hog. Take it or break it. Ow, ow, ow. (laughs) Um, All right, Sean. 
let's get to the the news, shall yes. we? This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, our top story this week. Huge, huge NBA trade. Mm-hmm. Houston. We thought all tra- the action was over. Yeah. Houston traded uh, Malcolm Gladwell's favorite player, Chinanu Onuaku, mm-hmm. and Cash to the Mavericks for a 2020 second round pick swap. Yeah. It could be a conditional pick swap, too. I don't know if it's a it straight. It definitely up. is. This is definitely Tillman Fertitta being like, I get me under this luxury tax. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's sending the amount of his... I assume that cash is his salary. Oh, for sure. Um, but, once again, you might recognize Chinanu Onuaku from Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, where Rick Barry was being an asshole, because he shoots free throws underhanded. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing of note about Chinanu Onuaku. Yes. Uh he is currently I guess he's I guess they consider Costas onto Dakumba with four. He will be backing up Dwight Powell, who will be backing up DeAndre Jordan, who never gets hurt. Here's the thing about uh Dwight Powell and Chinanu Onuaku. Um Chinanu Onu on, I I can't say his name anymore. I'm saying it like it's a spell. <laughs> Uh, I am accidentally going to summon a demon into my backyard, uh, which is where I'm standing. Um, he is probably not good, but he might be better than Dwight Powell because <laughs> I mean, Dwight Powell is not good. I mean, this guy was the 37th pick in the draft, uh, in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You never know. He does shoot those free throws underhand. Here's a question for you about underhanded free throw shooting, Sean. Yes, yes. Uh, What's the equivalent of underhanded free throw shooting in other sports? Okay, so this is a good question because it's it's something that comes up a lot. No one ever does it. Um, And Mm -hmm. again, I saw Rick Barry live uh, this summer at the Big Three Combine demonstrating the underhand free throw and just bricking them over and over Mm -hmm. again. Um, The only, I'm going to say something here too. I think that Malcolm Gladwell, again, former tobacco industry scientist. Yes. uh, (laughs) Important to remember that. um, Is uh, uh, pseudo, pseudo science extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the uh, <laughs> the intelligentsias, uh, Alex Jones, may possibly. Um, that might be unfair. But he might actually love underhanded free throws more than Rick Barry. Oh, I think he does. Like, like Rick Barry <laughs> has now been uh, bored enough by his... Like, even that... Like, he doesn't like that he's as famous for the underhand free throw. Like, he'll do 
literally any media possible, So, which is why he did that Malcolm Gladwell thing. Mm-hmm. He wants people to, like, remember his NBA title, remember him, you know, arguably getting screwed out of an MVP award. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yelling at the Golden State Warriors crowd yeah, uh, before uh, Chris Mullins' jersey a, retirement. <laughs> having a totally natural... Uh, shade of human hair on his um, in his seventies. Which, by the way, Sean, I'm I'm telling you now, no song at the end of this episode. Uh-huh. You're gonna play my favorite song, yeah. which is Rick Barry screaming at the Golden State Warriors crowd. That's great for booing Joe Lacob. We we already have a drop for that, so that's great. Uh, so that's how this episode's gonna end. Um, but in other sports, is like being a submariner as a pitcher. Yeah, that... that that feels like um, maybe like going with a four man rotation. Mm. Um, oh, I actually know what it is. What is it? It's being a switch hitter who wears a helmet with both ear flaps. Oh my god! Instead of just having two helmets. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, bunting against the shift that feels similar. Hmm. Even though that happened the other day, and Matt Chapman of the Oakland A's just absolutely gunned out a guy. That was Hell hilarious. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, 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 like in, in, in hockey, it's uh, not wearing the helmet. You know, mm, you they to have like, to wear the helmet now. They do. But, I mean, when guys... Uh, anybody who played before the helmet rule was allowed to not have a helmet. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, now I don't know enough about hockey. Uh, like I don't, I don't even really know what's considered like an old school hockey technique. Um, you know what I think it would be uh-huh. fighting. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, guys don't fight in hockey anymore, except for real crazy guys. It seems like. Um, what's the football equivalent? Is it that weird drop kick Doug Flutie did oh, that one yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that drop <laughs> kick or it's like having a fullback and giving him the ball. Which I mm, think is John, John Ritchie. Gruden. Well, I was going to say, I think John Ritchie might get signed for I think that might be John Gruden's offense cuz he seems uh not not very modern. I would say, um, but luckily you know he what? only has a ten-year contract. You, you know what might also be a football thing? Uh, being one of those guys who bleeds from the face every Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, that's that classy. used to happen a lot. Now, not so much. I remember um, there was a time when um, the Oilers' owner used to run across the field after the kickoff and like grab the T and get it out of the way and just, like, keep running to the other sideline? Uh, I don't think that was the Oilers' owner. That was somebody... That was an old coach. I think it... Oh, maybe... Oh, you're right, you're right. It was Bum Phillips, I think. It was somebody's dad, Yeah, too. Wade Phillips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the first picture of him, by the way, uh, Google image search, he is wearing quite a cowboy hat. Uh, he looks, he looks like, like then I could see that being like a strong image of like a, a Texan man in the seventies, but here it, it, it just looks like cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like cocaine is wearing a hat. Um, okay. Anyway, not the owner. Uh, <coughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the old school football stuff is like, 
I don't know, like giving a running back a guaranteed contract. That seems very old school. <laughs> Taking one in the first round. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, <laughs> uh, being a Manning brother. Yeah, that's that's old school. <laughs> um, all right, and then I guess there's one more major sport we should probably do, right? Oh, yeah. We've done hockey and football. Oh, we know we did baseball. Okay, yeah. we're done. Oh, I thought you were going to um, say, like, uh, whatever that game they were playing on ESPN. I thought you were going to be, like, eSports, obviously. Oh, right. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Atari joystick. That's why uh, I was playing with the 2600 joystick. It's not enough buttons, but, you know, it's old school. What game were they playing when we were watching? It was very confusing. I don't um, care. A helicopter is flying over right now, and you are not talking long enough for me to stay muted. Oh, uh, but... sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a helicopter. <laughs> uh, the game was uh, Overwatch. We were uh, watching the Overwatch Championships, mm-hmm. which I was actually listening to El Chapo Trap House today. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The politics version of Round Ball Rock. Um, and, we are NBA uh, Chapo, so tell your friends. They were they were talking. We're not come how... town though. Come on. Okay. Yeah, no. Tob is come town. Is NBA come town? <laughs> I mean, it it kind of could be called come town already. Honestly, <laughs> compared to come town, who talks about coming more? Um, no. But what I was gonna say. Oh, they were talking about it, and apparently. That Overwatch championship, Sean, uh-huh. was at um, uh, was at the Barclays Center, and it was sold out. Oh my god! Seventeen thousand people were watching it to watch someone play video games live. What's the setup like for that? Like, what are they? What are they showing? Do they have additional screens? Or is it just, like, on the Jumbotron? I mean, I guess they must have giant display screens. I I don't know. (laughs) I I just told you this information secondhand from another podcast. Oh, you know what I I would love, though? (laughs) If, like, Overwatch continues to do that well, and they have to take down that Jay-Z banner for all the consecutive sold-out concerts, (laughs) and they're like, sorry, Overwatch live. Is more popular than you, Jay Z. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. We've yeah, talked yeah. about Chinani Wanawaku oh, way too he, long. He played three minutes in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> um, the thing I really wanted to talk about, Sean. Yeah. This is the story that is the reason we're doing a podcast. Yeah, uh, it is. is. Literally, it is this. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Uh, problematic uh, Denver Nuggets rookie Michael Porter Jr. Uh, hustled a bunch of Denver Nuggets fans playing NBA 2K yesterday. Yeah, and this is not, he's not playing, he put a call out on Twitter that was like, where he was like, 2K for money. Yeah, and then he was like, it's got to be something real valuable. Yeah, so he was playing guys for, like, I think it was, like, $100 minimum. Because definitely he bet yeah. one guy a straight $200. And then another guy put up a pair of shoes. <laughs> well, and that's who we want to talk about here. Yeah. So, <laughs> this guy, 
this Denver Nuggets fan responded and was like, hey, I'll play you for my $800 UNC off-white Jordans. Yeah. I just graduated high school. I spent all my graduation money on these UNC off-white Jordan ones. Mm -hmm. 800 bucks. Um, Yeah. And Michael Porter Jr. was like, come on over. (laughs) Yeah. So the weirdest thing is that um, Michael Porter Jr. is an NBA rookie. And while he has signed a shoe deal with Puma, um, he still has you know, seemingly the standard of living of a man whose father is like a college assistant basketball coach. Right. You know I mean, and he, has, he has not been paid yet. So he lives in a very normal apartment in Denver. Mm-hmm. And apparently a couple of his siblings were just kind of hanging out when the guy showed up. Uh, he got the wrong apartment number and he had to get like buzzed in a second time. But then the door to the apartment was like wide open because that's how my yeah. partner junior rolls. Okay, so then what uh, happened? So my favorite thing about this pitch is that the guy's like, the guy's like, I'm pretty good at 2K. I've only lost a couple of times this whole year. And he said, and Michael Porter's like, Jr.'s like, okay, who do you play? And he said, uh, the Nuggets, or I'll play with the Celtics. You can be the Warriors. Which uh, is real funny. Really funny. Michael Porter Jr. actually chose the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Michael Porter Jr. was like, we need to. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. We need to talk about the bet here, though, because this is where, look, already this story is somewhat troubling to me. But well, he didn't Michael Porter Jr. to his home. Yeah, I mean, that's whatever. It's the (sighs) this is the 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 playing them for money. But yeah, so this kid again who spent all his graduation money on these shoes, mm-hmm. just graduated high school, brings this $800 pair of shoes, and Michael Porter Jr. only offers him $100 yeah. if the kid wins. Because uh, he, can't, he, uh, he can't wear them anyway because he has a Puma deal. <laughs> so they aren't worth well, we'll get to too. that, too. That yeah. comes up later. Okay. Uh and that, and then the guy was like, "Okay, I'll still play. I want to meet this NBA player." Sure. Thinking it would be like fun, you're like talking to the NBA player, mm-hmm. playing this game, and then the kid is like, uh, "It was not fun." Michael Porter was very serious. He was mm-hmm. screaming at the television. Would not talk to the kid. He uh, he did not acknowledge any of the jokes. Um... And apparently Michael Porter Jr.'s brother was also silent. Uh, the guy said, MPJ did get pretty emotional and yelled at the TV. I thought he was going to break it. Now, I'm going to say, look, that's not abnormal video game behavior necessarily. But what I would say is it's a lot more intimidating when it is someone the size of Michael Porter Jr. Right. Like, like. Yeah, he's he's six foot ten. Yeah. So I I mean, granted, he has a worse back than your grandfather. That's true. That's true. All you would have to do is uh, like just just move a couple steps out of the way and he wouldn't be able to hobble over. I mean, I guess that's maybe why he's doing it is that he had back surgery. He can't really go out. 
so he's inviting people into his home. Uh, and so I guess he the game was close, and then in the fourth quarter, Michael Porter Jr. started running away with it. And the guy yeah. had come back, but he could not win the game. And then he took the kid's he shoes. He took the shoes. He took the shoes. And then tweeted out a picture of himself with the shoes mm-hmm. and was like, I'm a Puma man, so I can't even wear these. Maybe I'll give them away. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do a give. Well, it was great because he's like, maybe I'll do a giveaway or something. That was it. Not like, yeah. I'm going to donate these. It was more like. Not, ha ha, I'm kidding, kid. You can keep the shoes. And you know what? I'm an NBA player. I'll sign them for you or whatever. I'm- like. I'm Puma Gang, so I might do a giveaway. Thank yeah. you, Emoji. <laughs> then, so Michael Porter Jr. does this to three fans. Mm-hmm. Well, not the shoes. The shoes is the extreme one. He takes $100 from another guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the uh, a third guy <laughs> comes and plays and uh, runs out of Michael Porter Jr.'s apartment without paying. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Which to well, me well, well, is... uh, It's hilarious, but also uh, apparently the, he tweeted, what happened was I beat this scrub by 21 both games. We went outside to get the money from his quote-unquote wife, and he said he was going around the corner to get the money from the car. I didn't see Buddy again. Lol. No hard feelings, bro. If it was that hard to pay up, no worries. That's weird. <laughs> like, a lot of parts of that are really weird. Look, it is not that weird if you think about it in the context that I've been thinking about this story. Okay. This, to me, is the kind of troubling behavior that someone addicted to drugs does. Oh, yeah, well... Yes, I would say yes, but uh, it's also very likely that Michael Porter Jr. is still on prescription drugs. Right well, now, and that's right? I was gonna bring up Chevy Chase. Oh my God, <laughs> uh, Chevy Chase famously uh-huh. huge, also huge Republican asshole. Chevy Chase uh, famously fell down on Saturday Night Live so much he hurt his back and then became addicted to painkillers. Now, yes, although uh, at the incredibly cringeworthy Chevy Chase Roach, which I rewatched again a few days ago for an article, um, Al Franken explains that uh, like the, the addiction to pain pills may not have exactly been that, because he's like, remember when... He and Lorraine Newman offered to split a kilo of pain pills. And when Chevy was in the hospital and his pain pill dealer Ramon showed up, <laughs> give him a bump of pain pills. Chevy Chase is a, Chase is a cokehead, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. this, is, this is a very weird story. Um, it's Look, I, I will say this story does confirm one thing to me, for that? sure, about Michael Porter Jr., this is some straight up MAGA asshole behavior. Here's I, I do wanna <laughs> I do wanna get into that because I have called him Again. Michael Porter Jr. We've heard mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. I just don't really understand this or where it comes from. It's it's like I have the information like fifth hand. 
Is that, yeah. is that accurate? And, uh, we, Which is like, I would say we both have it fifth hand, yeah. We know it from somebody who knows someone who met someone who was in Seattle and claims that the family was MAGA. But uh-huh. I don't really get it. And also Michael Porter denied it on Twitter. Sort of. It was like a half denial. I guess so, but like, <laughs> I don't really understand why he would be MAGA. Like, like, are there a lot of, I mean, <laughs> am I just, am I confused about Michael Porter Jr.'s origins or something? Like, like what is the, I guess I don't really understand it. Now, now, granted, him taking a guy's shoes, I think it's not as big a deal when a 20-year-old is taking a 19-year-old's shoes, though. Sure. Um... Well, maybe he's really Catholic and he likes Trump, but I I just would like something a little clearer about this rumor that like a weird subset of people is like this is absolutely the truth and this guy's the fucking devil, but no one in that group knows anything except like it just feels like a weird urban legend that's been repeated and kind of doesn't make any sense. I mean, what I will say is for sure true uh is a lot a lot of people say the reason he dropped in the draft is because he was a huge fucking asshole in the locker room yes well i could see that (laughs) um but he he also only played three games like i don't know man i think he dropped because his back is fucked up he had a I micro mean, discectomy, <laughs> and then he had uh, another back surgery right after the draft. Did now? Here's a question: Does yeah. having a back surgery uh, make you more or less likely to steal shoes from a child? <laughs> uh, I guess the evidence is more, <laughs> but also like, here's what I'm saying: What was that guy thinking? a little overconfident about He thought he was going to win. Yeah, he thought he was going to win. And in a way, I'm glad he learned this lesson just a few months out of high school. Like, like, it's worse if you're like, like, good, he blew his graduation money, like, just a, a bonus that he'd already totally blown in a frivolous way. And mm-hmm. then it was frivolously wagered to someone else like if he does that when he's like 22 he could get like evicted he's this I mean, is that, definitely a guy who lives at his mom's house right he definitely look this guy definitely should have ran away like that other guy because again michael porter jr Recent just had back, back surgery, surgery. <laughs> and it, it doesn't even seem like the guy who escaped had much of a ploy even. yeah yeah that seemed like he could have <laughs> seen through that i have to go around the corner to it also, uh, I gotta say the description of where Michael Porter Jr. is living is not encouraging. That there's like directly outside his apartment, there's like shit, like like a car couldn't drive up to it, and there's like a mysterious corner that people can escape from. <laughs> and the guy who won the shoes from was like, "Yeah, the door was wide open, but it was <laughs> like very difficult to get inside." I don't know very much about Denver housing. So, uh, it seems like a lovely city, a lot of great people there. Denver's great. But 
I'm worried about where Michael Porter Jr. is living and his living situation because like, I bet he lives downtown near the arena, which is yeah, where JaVale right. McGee lived. Yeah, I bet he uh-huh. lives by the Chipotle. JaVale McGee used to buy yeah. people Chipotle at. It just seems like a sh- yeah. He's the anti JaVale McGee. Like JaVale <laughs> McGee would buy people Chipotle. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. will take your graduation gift and then make take fun your of you Chipotle. on the internet and then tell you that, like, I probably legally have to throw this in the trash because of my endorsement <laughs> deal, but uh, I'm definitely going to take it from you. Okay, Sean. Here's yeah. my next question for yeah. you. Uh, this story, does it... <laughs> how does it affect how you feel about Michael Porter Jr.'s chances as an NBA player? I have to say, it makes me more confident. <laughs> like, like, because uh, of the sociopathic yes, need yes. to win. This and yeah. uh, picking the jersey number one was part of it, and ending up in Denver, where he probably will uh, be coming off the bench. He's probably not going to play at all this year, right? I think they're saying he's going to play now. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Uh, but he's definitely not going to be starting for this team until, like, two years from now, I would yes. say, best case. And I kind of like that coming off the bench. Like, I like it. You know, I think it's I think it is most likely that he will not succeed. But I like him way better that he's this, like, weird, creepy asshole who steals shoes <laughs> than like a quiet recalcitrant Trump supporter. For some reason, I I like the idea of him like like I don't know, because that that kind of feistiness goes either way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like Devin Booker gets into a lot of fights and it's weird. Uh Austin Rivers does too, but it's only like a later career thing. Um I definitely think he's gonna fight guys. Probably not Mm -hmm. successfully. He'll, like, talk a lot of shit. But, yeah, this, weirdly, I'm getting on board. (laughs) Like, like I've only been getting on, I'll call it, I'll call it the Michael Porter Jr. train. You know what I mean? That's that's the most MAGA form of transportation there is. The Trump train, fired by coal, running directly through an endangered species' habitat. Just leaking, Um, leaking coal dust everywhere. Here's what I'll say. I disagree with you because this seems like some real Royce White shit uh like this would not have surprised me if this was a story about Royce White in 2011 or uh Larry Sanders in 2013 oh it really Um, has a Larry Sanders vibe (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) um I mean it actually has like in any year (laughs) I would say this actually reminds me of a story that could be true about NBA Larry Sanders or talk show Larry Sanders. You know what I mean? Like like being way too tough on an underling just because they were annoying and being kind of um, housebound for no reason. Right. Like, okay. Like, consider other wacky stories like this. Like, yeah. say a Ron Artest getting a job at Circuit City. Yeah. Yes. Or trying to get a yes. job at Circuit City. I'm listing the Bulls as a reference. Yeah, first off. <laughs> which, for those of you that don't know, when Ron Artest was a rookie, he applied for a job at Circuit City because he wanted the employee discount. Yeah. Um, 
there's an underlying there's an underlying um privilege is the wrong word to this uh like nefariousness to this i feel like that that he's like a like a hustler like a legit yeah on like this behavior is clearly on the margins of society i don't even know if this is legal but he's also hustling his own fans well are you are you allowed to i don't know if that's tr- it's not actually, like he's uncle can... drewing here <laughs> you know? i mean, you know right, right, I mean? Right. where it's like what a funny reveal uh yeah it's more, it's well, not also... even like joel Embiid playing those fat dudes at, uh, at a pickup court this right this is more akin to like that Scalabrini thing where he he beat those, like, random guys who were like, we can beat you, Scalabrini, but the result yeah. is, like, kind of boring and sad. You've seen that video, right? Yeah. It's not like Scalabrini's. Yeah, but also, the thing about Scalabrini at that point is he was a retired NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. player. Yeah, he was, like, 40 years old at that point. <laughs> um... <laughs> This, and this also, has like a I, like here's, here's what this is. vibe. Uh... This is the this is the shadow version of Donovan Mitchell going to random Utah Jazz fans barbecues on the Fourth of July. Oh, <laughs> but but here's like, the thing: like like <laughs> I I agree with all of that, but I I just like that in a world where Donovan Mitchell is trying so hard. To, to become like an icon with with like oh it's a random act of kindness that somebody comes out of the uh, comes out of college in 2018 and isn't even like I'm wearing the black hat I'm the villain like Kevin Durant last year uh, <laughs> this is just a guy who's like no this is what this is what the real world is like I hurt my back I'm not gonna get to play this year I'm taking your graduation present because you were arrogant on the internet and wanted to be um. Like, he, could he step okay. it up, this hustle? Like, No, I would – look, hold on. Before we get okay, to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would – I think I would agree with you more if he also wasn't hustled by the guy who ran away. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, that's – Like, the incompetence of letting that guy run away is also troubling. It's like, not Like, if this great. is what you're going to do, like – Go full, go full board. <laughs> you know, like uh, break some kneecaps if you're <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're, I get what you're saying here. Um. Okay, now here's a question I have for you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I texted you this story at what, like one thirty in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the longest you've gone today without thinking about this story? Um, there was there was a time when uh, I was I was doing childcare at some point there, and so there was a moment where there was like a problem nap situation, and I probably forgot about it for like sixteen minutes, and then started then remembered it and started thinking about it again. Yeah, I'm gonna say I've gone max today 12 minutes without thinking of this story the accumulative 
the entire day. <laughs> I mean, it's it it's it's, it's still like kind of unbelievable to me that it's it's weirdly like sort of sort of a basic story in a way i would even say but also like somewhat terrifying like it feels like it feels like it's like something truly truly malicious you know what i mean like it's yes it's it's like <laughs> legitimately dark in a way that many things in sports aren't because like there are like there are, there are often like someone will throw a punch in a game, drunk driving, like this this is something that like I feel like a villain does. Yeah. So I'm wondering Because it's rare that an athlete or any celebrity in fact uh will rip off his, his own fans. <laughs> I mean, I would like, say not necessarily ripping them off though. But Sure, but, but you feels, go out it of feels like there's an un, It feels like there's an unfair power dynamic at play. <laughs> also, people are wildly overrating their 2K skills. Uh, it's true. He's not like that guy Johnny Craig who was like that singer, that band, that YouTube singer or whatever who was like pretending to sell his MacBook to fans and then just blocking them after getting the $600. Oh, God. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's not this quite like a, that level, but I—I I mean, he's definitely exploiting the fact that he's famous. So I'm wondering, like, I think he should become a realtor. <laughs> like, that's the way to go—is getting guys to just because the margins are so much better, or like a car dealer. I guess he could be a car mm-hmm. dealer. Same thing. Like, come down here and meet Michael Porter Jr. And then he's like, you know, you're kind of a pussy if you don't. By this BMW, I'm just saying. And then he doesn't sign a jersey or anything. That was the weird thing, too, that he wasn't, like, giving an autograph or anything. He's like, yeah, right. actually, I'm going to make fun of you. But Well, and it, it, it also, another part that really bothers me is that, like, playing him in 2K was not fun. Like, it's yeah. one thing if it was like, yeah, I got to hang out with Michael Porter Jr. for an hour, and all it cost me was the $200 he hustled me. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like... But I was he's actually, not talking to you. I was kind of afraid. Um, <laughs> His brother is mean-mugging you. Uh-huh. His brother, who's supposed to be going back to college, by the way. Don't forget. John Tay. Is he, does he, is he also enrolled at Missouri? I don't remember where he went, he but he was in the player? draft and then he dropped out. Yeah, oh. he was supposed to be like a late first round pick. Uh, obviously, his father did not believe in him nearly as much as Michael, who was given his name. <laughs> right? Yeah, but he's got oh, a better Jonte. name. His yeah, name yeah. is Jonte Porter. <laughs> Jonte Porter, who is 18. I guess that, well, he has a lot of siblings, though. Actually, no, then I... it's probably not Jonte. Uh, I kind of think it was John Tay. Now that I'm like <laughs> looking at it, he's he was the SEC Sixth Man of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not that. Wow. Ah, it, it, can you believe that all of this was partially started by Brandon Roy changing high school coaching jobs? No, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it just. Yeah, like, uh, well, I I was 
horribly injured, derailing a promising career. I hope I can pass on that magic to some other players from the Seattle area. Uh, I think that's being a little hard on Brandon Roy. Yeah, dude. he didn't. Brandon really Roy's cool. Yeah. Oh, I also found out that he bought his mom a car. Oh, good draft. for Michael. Uh, but it Did... was a Ford. Mm. So, like, I guess it was a Ford Explorer. That seems like a nice enough car. Hey, Michael Porter, if you're listening, I will put my car up against your mom's car yeah. in a game of 2K. Hell yeah. Okay, what team What team you play, Joey? In the new one? What do I play as? Oh, let me let me tell you this real quickly before you answer. Sure. I'll give you some time to think about it. Troubling that he chose the Washington Wizards. I gotta oh, 100%. say, like, when you're like, oh, this head case was like more head cases, virtual head cases that I could control. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, I like to play as a bad team, but uh-huh. one with lots of three-point shooters. Yeah, but if you're playing for money, who are you going to pick? It would still be. I, I mean, oh, oh like, that's what you're used to. Yeah. I yeah. think it was in 2015. In 2K15, I used to just destroy people as the Phoenix Suns because I was just I would, <laughs> like I would just run a pick and pop with Mirza Toledovic every oh, single time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think because he was so good for you in TK, I definitely overrated the real life player. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say that's fair. Yeah, I had a, um, I had a roommate in college who figured out uh, how to how to like be pretty reliable on threes with Zydrunas Ilgowskis shooting from his hot spot in NBA Showtime, mm-hmm. and that was a difficult player to play against because he could really push. He could push real hard. <laughs> um. All right. Should we talk about the story that everyone is going to want us to be talking about that I am, like, very uninterested in? Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Why don't you walk us through it, Sean? Okay, so uh, the story is that LeBron James... So the original story that came out was... uh, Was it the... It it was the dude from the big lead that reported, right? Jason McIntyre? Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, FS1 personality. Yeah, Jason. Which you always you gotta believe what FS1, FS1 people say, right? Oh my god, uh, this is the best. I recommend the best journalist. I gotta say, I recommend seeing Colin Coward in person because he looks. He's not divorced, but he looks divorced. Um, I forget how I got this. It might have just been available on the internet, uh-huh. but I highly recommend if you can find it. Reading the pilot Colin Cowherd wrote for his life. Oh my god! The <laughs> um, oh my god! He they, had a sitcom. Didn't they shoot the pilot? I don't know if they shot it. I definitely it was, read the script I think at it one point. Starred him too. Yeah, oh, it definitely did. Oh my god! He's not. They should have had Zach Braff play him. <laughs> right, like that. No, he only plays podcasters now. Oh, you're right, you're right. Zach Braff will play be playing me on TV here That's in a couple of weeks. Pretty great. I love it. I will be played Dunk, by uh... the guy who plays the priest in Gran Torino. <laughs> My celebrity doppelganger. Who plays Dave? It'll be someone real famous who's only on like the first episode, It'll right? be like, you know what I think they should do? I think they should have 
Jeffrey Wright do it, but then like marvel up his face so he looks thirty years younger, like Dave. <laughs> and yeah, and he's only on three episodes for the whole season. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so so Jason McIntyre broke the story and was like, "I've been sitting on this for a long time, but here's what happened." Draymond Green came up to Tristan Thompson at this party and tried to apologize to him for a full hour, and Tristan Thompson wasn't having it. So, whap, he leveled Draymond, but Draymond didn't go down. First of all, how do you level someone and they don't fall down? Uh, also, so, of course Draymond Green didn't go down when Tristan Thompson punched him. Yeah, 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 because... Because uh, Tristan Thompson is Canadian. Yeah. He, I would have believed the story if he had missed a point-blank punch or if it was blocked right into his face and then he was sat down at the party uh, and was not allowed to go in until Kevin Love was really drunk. Uh Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So further information has said uh, Pablo Torre. Let's Pablo Torre. I I didn't. uh, Yeah. Okay. So Pablo Torre told the story. So this is all people just hearing it from people. Whatever. Uh, But I guess Draymond actually was just taunting Tristan Thompson at two separate SB's parties. Yeah, because the the original story was that Draymond had apologized for his relentless taunting of Tristan Thompson in the NBA finals, which happened. And mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson tried to like shove a basketball in his face. What do you mm-hmm. do? He kind of hit him, right? He tried he, to punch him. Sort of. I don't know. He yeah. like. Everyone in the NBA was like, eh, it's going to be a sweep. We don't need to bother suspending anybody. But then he didn't shake his hand. If you remember oh, right, yeah. that's and, the big. That's the big he, thing. He didn't shake his hand after Game Four, and then told people publicly that he had told Tristan, "We ain't cut from the same cloth." Uh huh. Which is like, you suck so bad, I won't shake your hand. That's how I interpret yeah. that. Um, yeah. And apparently, Draymond just kept making fun of him the same way he had. He kept making in front of the Kardashians. Apparently, he said like, that no now that LeBron, <laughs> no, now that LeBron is gone, his his career is basically over. Oh yeah, because like because he he's not a Kardashian <laughs> anymore either, so it's yeah. all falling apart for him. Uh, and so Draymond Green did this at two parties, and then Tristan Thompson punched him, yeah. which to me sounds more or not punched him, pushed him. I heard it was like a face mush. Yeah, and then I heard Draymond also was face mushing back, and then a bunch of people are like, "Hey guys, this is an ESPYS party." And they well, were like, the, right, we're millionaires. <laughs> that's the funniest part to me is the rumor is that Durant and LeBron are the people who broke it up. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, Durant, the guy who uh, has spent the entire season becoming that drill tweet where he's not a corn cob because uh-huh. he's not getting, he's not upset. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not, he, he thinks it's funny, man. Everybody else has their feelings. <laughs> he really is that, that drawing where that angry face is hiding behind a mask that's a smiley <laughs> face. Um. <laughs> uh, but he was, he was. Once again, Kevin Durant was the calm and collected voice of reason. Not getting <laughs> not getting mad. He thought it was funny. He thought it was funny. He was just like laughing at how stupid it was. Um, here's the thing. I would kind of think in that situation, I understand people are friends or whatever. How was Tristan Thompson not just like immediately ejected from that party and not 
necessarily taken into jail, but like left outside of jail. You know what I mean? Like just like it is because Draymond's right. It's over for him. <laughs> like it like it really is. I could see him like who's get I mean he's he's like about to embark on the Dwight Howard you know like just wander shame wandering. You know what I mean? Just like like one team every year changing his number all the time. He's going to be like dying his hair. Um <laughs> I, I do think it's kind of over for him as an NBA player. That sounds crazy, but, like, you know, wh- where is he a great fit? Uh, You know where I think he's a pretty good fit, actually? <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, my God. Well, he would fit in well there. Like, getting into you know a lot I mean? of conflicts with people who defeat you all the time. Very but like important. you know, they could use a guy who sets screens and catches dunks. How much longer does he have on that contract? Because I feel like he's gonna like go from a near max to the absolute minimum, <laughs> I and he's, he's gonna be like twenty eight years. years old. I bet he's got two years, and I don't think I don't think it's gonna be that bad for Tristan Thompson. Um, he's not good though. No, but if you he's remember right, the last time either. The last time LeBron left, uh, Anderson Verajao proceeded to put up like gigantic numbers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just think he—I think it's kind of over, though. I'm sorry, I just his children are named Prince and True. True is a girl. It's cool. No, it's um, not. True Thompson. Yeah, it's like. Uh, if you saw that name in like a script someone gave you, you'd be like, "This name sounds fake. Yeah, you got to change this." In the trash, along with her father. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, Prince right, is fine. You're being real mean to Tristan Thompson. <laughs> he sucks, man. Get him out of here. Back to Canada. A Canadian um, named Tristan bragging about fighting. Come on, man. He. <laughs> I just have nothing to say about this story. It, like, just makes... First off, Draymond, chill out, dude. I mean, like, what's weird is that, like, that they were both at Espy's parties and, like, near enough to each other. Well, they were both LeBron's party. LeBron had two Espy's parties. Uh, Oh, and someone in Cleveland is trying to start... A per, a oh, a parade. Um, oh, Draymond didn't say anything interesting. He kind of... No. Boring. But he, oh, no, he said, oh, he said, you got to cancel that parade. And then he said, nah, keep the parade. That city won't have any for a while. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot broad left. All right. I mean, that's great. I just mean, look, in <laughs> private, Draymond... <laughs> Like, you don't have to be a professional wrestler all the time. <laughs> like, if you go to a party with, uh, you know, uh, Jake the Snake, uh-huh. he's not going to be in character at the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the, at the same time, like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, like Tristan hit him first. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess probably winning the title should be enough. But I don't feel sorry for Tristan Thompson at all. 
oh, I don't feel sorry like, for like them. Like the Cleveland I... Cavaliers were gigantic assholes after winning the finals. It's like every I... year. I can, I could, I mean, like, I enjoy when they get humiliated. I loved that LeBron James broke his own hand. Like, like eat I... a cupcake that you custom made. Here, okay. <laughs> My thing here is like, Maybe be a jerk to Tristan at one party, but at both. <laughs> but I'm I'm just sure that Tristan Thompson's a tremendous asshole. Oh, one hundred percent. This is like the most positive thing anyone said about Tristan Thompson in a full year is that he maybe <laughs> almost punched Draymond Green. Um, all right. Just, just uh, go back. To, you want to say about this? Leave the country, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I normally um, don't tell people to go back to where they came from, but when it's Ontario, I feel like it's okay. Here's a question for you. Yeah. If it came out that C.J. McCollum uh-huh. <laughs> uh, punched Kevin Durant at a party, yeah, would the city of Portland try and throw a parade? Uh, I think they'd be pretty into it. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I feel like CJ McCollum is, like, a great athlete and a great basketball player, but if he punched someone, I feel like his, his, he might have, like, like bird-like bones in his hands. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would happen, <laughs> and then he wouldn't be able to dribble a basketball with that hand. Uh, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a parade. It would be, like, uh, like a fun run. Or uh, like a bike, a thing. drum circle. It'd be fun. It'd be a drum you know circle. I, mean? I feel like it wouldn't be as like it. It'd be like sillier. Yeah, he'd get like he'd get like uh, a microbrew named after him. <laughs> um. All right, you have a lot of stuff on this. Sorry, we can section. go very quickly through this, or even do skip you want to? Yeah, let's skip some of this. Do, I'll, here, we'll do a we'll do a uh, a speed round. Yeah. Where Sean, you get two sentences to say what you want okay. about this. Great. Uh, Carmelo Anthony cleared waivers. Uh, I just want to say it's tremendous that he got his full salary plus two point four extra million dollars. It's incredible. He's not going to be good in Houston, but he may uh, really revitalize their gentleman's hat industry. I mean, he'll be better than uh, Michael Carter Williams. All right, next. Did we say uh, that he's going to fight Moses Malone Jr. yet? We did. Right? <laughs> we did not. No, <laughs> he is at a certain um, level. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Nate McMillan got a contract extension. Feels like an incredibly Indiana Pacers thing to happen. <laughs> like we got to lock in the 14th best coach in the NBA because we signed Doug McDermott and Kylo Quinn the reserve player equivalent of Nate McMillan. I like uh, him, though. I like him. Good Good that he got job security. I have nothing to say about that. Uh, the basketball tournament. All I wanted to say is that Jimmer Fredette and Jack Cooley are on the same team. And, yeah. Uh, it feels like... I don't care about Jimmer. I just... I really... If Jack Cooley's on a team that wins a $2 million prize... Yeah, shit, I will be so... I'm really happy about it. I don't really also, understand you know the Jack tournament. Cooley... Yeah. If you know Jack Cooley, we want him on this podcast. He and Anthony Randolph are the only 
professional basketball players invited on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, so make that happen, everyone. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, LeBron opened a school. Yeah. Um, I guess I just wanted. I, before you start, yeah. I just want to say this yeah. is a very cool and good thing because I know what you're going to get into. Go yeah, ahead, I mean, Sean. Like, whatever. You made a school. That's that's uh, I just think people should remember that school sucks. That's all. Sure. Like, it can't be that cool. It is a school that kids have to go to. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like if you love school, if you love your school, does that really say anything about your school or does it say that you're a nerd? Right. <laughs> um, well, and also remember, it's a school with an extra long school year as well. Oh, great. Well, cool. Uh, great job. You. <laughs> uh, the great thing about LeBron's school, though, is you only have to pass three of your nine finals to graduate. Thank you. Count the rings, baby. Uh, to quote our Twitter friend, Patrick Cosmos, that joke sucks and I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm making. I'll be selling T-shirts for our Patreon subscribers. Oh, Let's say you that. should. You should say this Michael Jordan thing though. Oh I yeah. do like this. This so, is this is this is good. So I don't even disagree with this sentiment. I'm I'm specifically talking about something Mike Malloy tweeted about LeBron James being very admirable for building the school, and Michael Jordan kind of being a shitbag in his personal. Yeah, life. I feel like that's very fair. But at the same time, it is more of a sad thing that we need. That, like, without, you know, the greatest basketball player in history being born in Akron, they just wouldn't have this school. Because Mm -hmm. uh, when Michael Jordan was at the same point as LeBron, uh, I I first thought, you know... Wait, what did Steph Curry do? What's that? What did Steph Curry Curry do? No, he's the greatest basketball player in history. He was born in Akron. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, he was born in Akron. That's true. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, I got confused there. Steph Curry, uh, it would going, be sorry, a, uh, going, yeah, he's, he's actually building a Bible camp, though, that's going to be incredible. Ugh. Also, 240 days a year, so, um, <laughs> I, I don't know how long the school year is at LeBron's school. Um, but, but the, the thing is, like, when Michael, jo- in 1993, the idea that Michael Jordan, that, like, it would be up to Michael Jordan to build an acceptable school because the billionaire class had not successfully been systematically dismantling, like, the welfare state. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like, like, it wouldn't be, you know, in 1993, if you had cancer, you didn't have to hit up all your friends and neighbors for, like, what, I don't even know what a GoFundMe would have been then. Like, a literal bucket, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, like. One of the reasons why it is so striking is that, you know, literally people have been spending decades making public institutions as shitty as possible Mm -hmm. through chicanery, bribery, deception, and billions of dollars. So, in a way, Michael Jordan didn't really need to build a school to the degree that he did. Sure. That being said, he just mainly blew a lot of money gambling um, hours before he had to play basketball. Which he probably did send a lot of uh, casino magnates children to yeah, school. Yeah, actually, that's the, the <laughs> thing he is. I guess Sheldon Adelson probably would not be as much of a nightmare force. Or Donald Trump. Like, like a lot mm-hmm. of dirtbag Republicans probably cashed in quite a bit on Michael Jordan's 
inability to wager. Like guys who played golf against him. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, um. All right. Uh, let's do an ad read and then get to these questions. Right. This week, Groundball Rock is sponsored by Mission Impossible Fallout Boy. Do you love movies but only go with a movie pass? Are you still under house arrest for a crime you committed at the Warp Tour? Do you love Tom Cruise movies but don't think they have enough eyeliner? Then you're going to love the new video-on-demand action thriller Mission Impossible Fallout Boy. It's the most emotional action movie of the year. The four members of Fallout Boy must go undercover when their local music scene turns into a terrifying international arms race. Using high-tech gadgets like an invisible bass guitar and masks that can make them look like either of the twins from Good Charlotte, the foursome must rock their way to victory. Along the way, Ving Rames performs a soulful cover of A Little Less Sixteen Candles and A Little More Touch Me, and Pete Wentz does all his own stunts and gets terribly injured during the Panic at the Exploding Disco sequence. The climax comes when the team must free the hostages at a Hot Topic megastore while composing a song that has fewer than eight words in the title. It's their greatest challenge since their quest to recover their stolen street cred from associating with Ashley Simpson. Mission Impossible Fallout Boy. No refunds. Thank you. Okay, that's a weird thing. Um, Why would you even... How do you even see that? Okay. All right, uh... We asked for the readers to send some questions, and um, we got some questions, Sean, so let's go get to it. First question from Fi- at Fination. Uh, how will the Canadian metric system affect the size of Kawhi Leonard's hands? It's, uh, it's a very good... See, I wasn't sure how we measured them before in the non-metric system. I assume... Okay, so they measure, like like, in the... Why do I not know the name of the non-metric system? The <laughs> the system they use in the country. Inches? In. <laughs> yeah, the inch system. Um, Jesus Christ. You know how they, they say how big a horse is by how many hands tall it is? Yeah. I think that's how we've been describing Kawhi's hands as like, you know, like, you know, uh, 17 23rds horse large (laughs) and now we'll be able to just get like centimeters and it'll make a lot more sense um i mean obviously (laughs) that uh the actual (laughs) they don't actually use the metric system in toronto anymore Mm -hmm. um they use the ovo owl logo Oh, so Kawhi's hands are actually thirteen and a half OVO owls long. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> look, Drake runs that place. God's plan. Uh, um, the U.S. system is called the customary system. Sure, that's uh, stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. You dumb a lot idiots, America. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> British has the imperial system. Like, uh, not that big mm. an empire anymore, is it? So metric. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Casey Lawrence. Okay. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> it's English. Relax. It's coming home. It's coming, it's coming home. home. Bring it home, Sean. <laughs> Bring it home. Uh, all right. Uh, Casey Lawrence asks, which NBA player would be the most fun to play Mario Kart with? And I have the correct <laughs> answer. There is a correct answer to this question, and I have it. Is so, it- Sean... You well, go first. I thought the correct answer was not Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He'll take your actual, like, pet turtle. 
I mean, that is certainly true. I'm not allowed to have it in my apartment, so I'm taking it to the pound. But I'm going to find about it. Uh, I think, I think it's probably like. I don't know. I don't know why I think it's really fun, but I bet like playing with Lou Williams would be really fun. I just think he's like mm. a fun guy to be around. Too many girlfriends. Oh, you're right. You know, yeah, he'll he'd constantly be, be texting. <laughs> um, I think there's only one correct answer to this, uh-huh. and it is Leandro Barbosa. Oh my god, that is the yeah. most fun person for sure. Yeah, Clay Thompson, um, Leon- Leandro though he's still in the league, right? Technically, yeah, he's on the Suns. I thought they cut him last year. I don't think so. Uh, Either way, he's he's doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, that's um, a good answer. Who's your star? Uh, Casey Clark asks, "Who's your starting lineup if you're only allowed to start people who are over six ten? Over six ten. Mm-hmm. God, who's? Well, I mean, I think I wouldn't. I mean, I guess I would have Kevin Durant on that team. Sure. You know, uh, Giannis. Uh-huh. Uh, Embiid. Uh-huh. Uh, who do I want, like, handling the ball? I don't I, – K- KD's my two, but I don't really want him running the point. You know what? I want. Isn't Giannis running the point? I assume Giannis is your point guard. I guess that – I guess he probably would be my point guard, yeah. Durant just has that high dribble, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's your two guard. Yeah, he's my two guard. Okay, so Giannis at the backcourt. Uh, Embiid is my three. Mm-hmm. Um, is Jokic taller than 6'10"? I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. Um, I think he – well, he's probably exactly 6'10". Obviously, Brandon Ingram. No, not Brandon Ingram. <laughs> he's not over 6'10". <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make him feel bad. Uh, ben Simmons. He's 6'10". Ben Simmons is my He player. is? Isn't he six? Okay, I, sure. If that, counts. I think it's close enough. Okay, so uh, I just want right. the starting lineup of the Seventy Sixers. Apparently, yeah, yeah, um, no, uh, Sim, yeah. So my wings are Simmons, Durant, Giannis, Embiid at the four, and then uh, God, these tall guys. Oh, uh. Uh, all right. Do, do you have another guy that, that jumps out? Oh, Kristaps. Kristaps is my four. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so mine, my five uh-huh. is Anthony Randolph, uh-huh. Josh, Josh Smith. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Andre Kirilenko. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh-huh. And have, how have, have I named four? Uh, and Anthony Randolph again. Anthony Randolph, yeah. I actually yeah. would uh, put Anthony Davis at the three. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I'm, si- I'm sitting down, Kristaps. Yeah. Um, then I'll take Kristaps instead of my second Anthony Randolph. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, our friend Tori Van Grohl, uh-huh. who is a com- – uh, f- eh, he- <laughs> I was going to say he's a funny comedian, but – no, he's a very funny comedian in San Francisco. Asks, is am I going to die alone? I, in this case, meaning Torio, not Joey Devine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also our, uh, the very funny at O'Shea Computer, the very funny Kevin O'Shea, New York comedian, says, mm-hmm. is Torio going to die alone? 
I mean, the fact that Kevin so quickly jumped in on it makes me think he might. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see Torio as a lonely person. That's the thing. Like, he's often, he's often uh, worked in the restaurant industry as well. Also, not a particularly lonely profession. But I would just say, Torio, as you get older, you're a younger man than me. Uh, I, I think often by the time you want to die, you're gonna want to be alone. Like the the older you get, the less you want people around. Um, yeah, my answer is everybody dies alone, unless you're in like a an ac- a weird accident, and wanting that is uh, selfish and bad. So it's my- a very Michael Porter Jr. move to want to yeah. die in a plane crash instead of alone. <laughs> Y'all want to ride this this value jet with me? Hit me up <laughs> on the DMs. Uh, my answer is that. Torio, by the time it's time for him to die, he will want to die alone, but he won't because he'll be hanging around with comedians or like waiters, and it's going to be awful. He's going to hate it. It's weird. Or he'll, uh, or he'll be at Petco Park watching the San Diego Padres. Uh, he also has an actual question, uh-huh. uh, which is. Uh, do you think LeBron James would be better suited to spend his money on saving movie pass? Um, I gotta say, I hated movie pass because it just never worked. <laughs> like I, I basically signed up for movie pass, attempted to see like four movies and movie pass worked once and then mm-hmm. I canceled movie pass. So I was like, this is a terrible service. But if LeBron put the same kind of care into MoviePass that he put into his dumb school, oh my god! <laughs> god damn it! You got Sean. like free lunch with your MoviePass. They helped you with like job placement. Honestly, I just think LeBron should be in charge of the government. Like MoviePass is aiming too low. Hmm. Um. Hey, here's a question yeah. about LeBron James. Actually, uh-huh. so LeBron James. Don't you think it's kind of strange that he is far enough left at this point where he's, like, creating this socialist school, basically? Yeah. But also he says all the time that his number one goal in life is to be the first athlete that's a billionaire? Yeah. Because he understands how the world works. Like, <laughs> like you, can't, you can't just make a PSA. LeBron, hopefully, is already... already funneling his income into dark money foundations. He's ditching taxes with his ideological pursuits. Hopefully he has, like, some... I mean, maybe maybe that's, like, what he's developing, but he needs, you know, like, some astroturfed uh, political parties. You, You only fight billionaires with billions of dollars. So... So, is he, like, the new Soros... Kind of, except, uh, I mean, he's not paying protesters yet. Mm, it's true, but he will. He'll get there. Man, it would, wouldn't that be amazing if that becomes, like, the Daily Caller's thing between 10 years and being like, Ugh, I think these protesters were paid for by LeBron James. <laughs> Look at their shorts. Yeah, that guy was wearing a Laker hat, I think. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, I do think LeBron James should save MoviePass. Um, 
just because uh, I'm a user. <laughs> and The thing is, LeBron, you're in L.A. now. Uh, you're going to have a lot of free time in the afternoons. You're not going to believe how many movie theaters there are. And you also I mean? how expensive movies yeah, are. Yeah, dude, just drive your – I bet they'd let you bring in the hyperbaric chamber from your van. I mean, not to not to see, like, a first-run movie on the opening weekend, but, like, you don't think he could have taken his hyperbaric chamber in to see Ocean's 8, like, two weeks ago? <laughs> it's not a big deal at all. All I know is we are about a week away from MoviePass only allowing you to see that movie where Melissa McCarthy fucks that puppet. Yeah, that's or true. whatever that that's, movie is about. That's their new business model, actually. It's... Both paying for and producing more movies where Melissa McCarthy fucks a puppet. So. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Patrick Cosmos asks, Joachim Noah, better than Kobe Bryant? Mm -hmm. I think we should answer this and then go to the follow-up. That's what, That was my plan. Uh, I would say better at concealing the nefarious things that he does. I've just become convinced in the last couple of months that, like, Okay, here's the thing. Often you you will like hear about like a young guy who's like, oh, he plays by his own rules. He's crazy. He likes to party all the time. And then later you're like, oh, he plays by his own rules of consent, his own interpretation of the laws of the United States. I just I have this feeling that like injured Yoakam Noah could be getting into some just terrible things in New York. Huh. That's a weird, uh, I, um, I just, I just think like oh. a guy who's like, oh, I'm so crazy. I got long dreadlocks, you know, like crazy, like wacky guy stuff, but also a guy who doesn't really seem to like work out or limit his personal vices at all. Didn't he call Cleveland shit town that time? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that Joachim Noah getting Me Too that's a weird, thing that's that a weird, you're bringing up. I'm not necessarily saying it's like Me Too, but like I feel like he might skate the edge. I think his father Yannick Noah is a yeah. lot more likely to have that happen to him than but, Joachim. But son of like a French tennis great who then becomes a rock star? I just think that... Having gone to school in Florida, he went to the University of Florida. Right, you know who else right. was at Florida that time? Aaron Hernandez. I, which is it, the point I'm going to make? Which is I think it would have come out uh, already. Okay, yeah, because of how much time he spent in Florida. Yeah, and you know the if there was something bad, you know the Bulls front office would have tried to leak it, right? Yeah, to humiliate him. I mean, he did. Um, you know, the the interesting thing about comparing these two guys uh -huh. is they are both guys who were very publicly fined for using homophobic slurs. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, but you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm going to I'm going to withdraw my Me Too allegations. And therefore, <laughs> Yoko Noah is better than Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I'm, I think Yoko Noah is a much better person than Kobe Bryant. As far as a player, 
I certainly enjoyed watching Prime Yoakim Noah a lot more than I enjoyed Prime Kobe Bryant, but yeah. I don't think he's better, unfortunately. Well, they're both ending their careers crippled physically and emotionally, so in a way, they're the same in the long run. I would be a lot more interested in seeing whatever puppets Yoakim Noah is making. Oh, yeah. That'd be wild. <laughs> His detail um, show is just like... Him being like, yeah, 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 there's some highlights, but hey, my friend sent me this mixtape. <laughs> um, all right, and then our, Mile, at Miles B. Davis, not the, the jazz, jazz musician. The jazz guy. The jazz He's the, okay, fine. Asks, what is he doing right now? I think he means Yoakim Noah. I believe, because like with Kobe, I feel like that question becomes ominous. I mean, we know what Kobe's doing right now. What is Kobe doing right now? No, we know what Kobe's doing right now, though. Evil. He's in the editing room. No, he's in the editing room. He's in the writing room. (laughs) He's camped out on John Williams' lawn trying to get another score. We know what Kobe's doing. I I think Yoko Noah right now is smoking the fattest blunt anyone has ever seen. And that is true. Not just for in this minute, but in any minute of the day. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like sitting on in the joint like it was a beanbag chair. Yeah. And smoking it. He definitely look, there's one thing for sure. Uh-huh. And that's Yogan Noah has not moved on to vaping yet. Oh yeah. Uh I would also say that one thing Yogan Noah is doing right now is dodging David Fisdale's calls. <laughs> Um, all right, and Patrick Cosmos had an answer of his own for Miles's question, uh, which is he's partying with bikini ladies who are braiding his hair. I mean, which I is probably can't, pretty I can't close. Argue with that. Anytime yeah. that would be true. Yeah. Um, all right, Kevin O'Shea again uh-huh. at O'Shea Computer. Follow him on Twitter. He's a very funny follow. One of my uh-huh. favorite people in the world uh, asks. If you had to make a basketball team, if you had to make basketball teams out of the Fast and the Furious characters, who would you draft first, and who would you avoid? Ooh, okay. Um, I think we both probably have the same person we're going to be avoiding. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Well, it's different because, like, I feel like I would want the man Tyrese, but his character. I want Ro- Roman. Roman. I want use no his, part use of his name. Roman. I don't want. <laughs> I don't know his last name, but I don't want Roman on my squad. I think he would not be reliable. I think he would. He's like the Dwight Howard of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like a lot um, of really poor he's... jokes. Like imp- a lot of improvising on the court. Like I feel like he'd be like a ball hog too. Um, he's certainly a low pick. Yeah. Um, but he is not the number one. He is not the guy I would least want on my basketball team. Uh, who... And <laughs> I'm getting you. I'm oh, getting there. Sorry. And that is Sean Boswell. Is that Scott who is Eastwood? the lead? No, he's second. He's my second to the last pick. Sean Boswell is Lucas Black's character in Tokyo Drift. Oh, also in Fast 7, right? Doesn't yeah, and also, he's also briefly in Fast 7, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he would be, a, a, a very selfish basketball player. Yeah. 
because he is entirely selfish throughout all of Tokyo Drift. That's bad. Uh, he gets Han murdered, basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even though they retcon that later and it's kind of Vin Diesel who gets him murdered, but it's Sean Boswell's fault. Yeah, absolutely. Um, His name is Sean Boswell, which is like it's a very Jerry McNamara name. I would uh, say. He's five foot like two. Um, he loses a race, like a car race, at the beginning to Zachary Ty Bryan. That's basically right. yeah. So he's not even really good at racing he's cars. He's already playing internationally. He's like the Jeremy Tyler of the Fast and the Furious he, thing, where it's like, he, wait, you're playing in Japan, but you've never done anything in America but lose? <laughs> uh, and also, he does such a poor job um, living in Japan. Like, he lives in Japan for like a year in the movie and does not learn how to speak Japanese, yeah, even not, attempt to. He's not picking up the offense. Yeah, he's he is, to me, for sure, the last pick. Like, at least with Roman, mm-hmm. your Tyrese character. I think, I think I'd be, I think definitely Han has like a Tracy McGrady vibe. I think he would be a very high pick. He's pretty Super, tall. I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's there's one guy you take first here though, and his name is Dominic Toretto. <laughs> well, no, actually, he has a winner, one hundred percent. Yeah, but you gotta go size. Oh, you would pick The Rock. Yeah. You you have to, you have to pick Hobbs. I think. Just just as like a post presence. <clears throat> yeah, and he's so fast. He can't like. Dominic Toretto, as great as Dominic Toretto is. Yeah, I mean, how tall is Vin Diesel? Not tall. <laughs> he's listed at six feet, but he is not six feet. There's no way. Yeah, Paul Walker's <laughs> significantly... So he has been listed at 6'4 before, which is like, <laughs> no way. Wow. He's like 5'7", I think. My God! I mean, yeah, that was. Now, by the way, one of I the greatest think... moments in Mission Impossible Fallout was when they, like, constantly were figuring out how to make scenes where Tom Cruise was literally standing three stairs above Henry Cavill, so it didn't. We weren't clear that Tom Cruise was five five. Um, I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's, but let's keep answering this question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. I so think you think, take... the, you think The Rock just because of size? Yeah. Well, because he's – we know already, we've learned, that he's physically equal to Dominic Toretto. That's true. They're at a stalemate. He's, he's dumber, sure. Yeah. But he's like seven feet tall. And if this, this is a league made up of just two teams made up of Fast and the Furious characters. Yeah. Well, can I, can I ask you a question though, about this league? Uh-huh. How often does someone get drug tested for PEDs? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not I'm at all. I'm pretty sure The Rock eats steroids. No, but you, like, <clears throat> all right, if you're using Fast and the Furious rules, right, uh-huh. you're allowed to use nitrous in those races. Oh, yeah. So I don't see why you wouldn't be able to be allowed to use HGH uh-huh. in this basketball league. So I think, I think, so yeah, well, you would, so what would your, t- what would your start your your all fast five B. 
I mean, you got to take Hobbs at center. Uh huh. Then you take Dominic Toretto at power forward. He's like a Barkley style power yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a Draymond figure too, where he yeah. actually might be guarding the other team's center. Um, I'm Hobbs, taking Hobbs likes to fly around from the weak side. I think. Uh, I'm taking. Hmm. Who do I want at the three? How tall Han is. I don't have a good I'm taking Michelle that. Rodriguez at the three. Really? I would think she Letty. would be my point guard. I think Brian O'Connor's your point guard. It's just she's only like five feet tall. She's so tough, man. Yeah, but like, It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just think she's the point guard. That's all I'm saying. I just don't know if I trust her. Like, she's had memory problems in the past. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's very loyal just to Dom. You feel like she'd just, like, feed... It'd, it'd be like a Stockton <laughs> Malone thing? Yeah, I don't think she's spreading the ball around. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Brian O'Connor is definitely, you know, he's, he's the... Does he feel he's, a little he's, passive to you? I mean, he's not passive, but of of the characters other than Ludacris. Uh-huh. But I don't want Ludacris on this team. Uh, well, yeah, because he's shorter he's, than Michelle Rodriguez. I think he's the headiest. Like, he was smart enough to infiltrate their gang. Can I? Be, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but yeah. there's some fire to him, too. Is, is Hansu eligible? Which one's Hansu? Jimon, I don't know what his character is. Oh, Jaimon Hansu? Yeah. Sure. But uh, let me finish my team here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Sorry. Michelle Rodriguez at the three. Okay. And then I'm taking Giselle, Gal Gadot's character, at the two. Oh, I like that. All right. Uh, oh, and, and your point guard was... Uh, is Brian, Brian O'Connor, of okay. course. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put Letty at the point. Uh-huh. Uh, Hobbs is my center. Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't remember. Hansu's my 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 four. I'm just mm-hmm. going power. Toretto at three. And I oh, want Toretto Han. at three. Huh? And I want Han at the two. Han is like a very good two. He's like and, flashy. And I think I, both of our six like men. He's like the six man. Oh, he'd be like my six man. Oh, okay. Well, I I I want Statham as my six man. I think oh, you gotta. Bring, I think you gotta bring him off the bench. You have to He's... stagger his playing time. Like I, See, I'm almost uncomfortable starting Toretto and Hobbs at the same I, time. <laughs> I viewed Han as like a, uh, like a Manu Ginobili off the bench. I can see that. Yeah. Where, I think, uh, <laughs> if you're if you're taking Statham off the bench, uh, that's like a real. Um, like a Marshall Lonis, like a real power, some real power off the bench. And actually, I think I think who I would have as my like backup big, uh, Theron. Who? Charlie Theron, whatever her. Oh yeah, name. that's pretty good. Yeah, she's like a Ryan Anderson type. Yeah, I don't want those. No dreadlocks on my team, no, though. That's really it's a general rule. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Okay, but we hate. <laughs> Roman, you're out, and Sean, you're out. Okay. Um, all right. I think we've talked enough about take it or break it as a podcast, yeah, so we're we going to skip, skip that, that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but listen to Take It or Break It with Sean and Cor- with uh, Corbin Smith and John Wilms. Um, our episode from earlier this week was a Take It or Break It episode. Yeah. Um, all right, you have two baseball questions here, Sean. Yeah, let's let's do. Why don't you run us through those? Okay. I was just thinking uh, the the wildly unpopular yet clearly uh, uber talented Mike Trout is baseball's greatest player and has the same name recognition as Kenneth Fareed, mm-hmm. who is the Mike Trout of basketball. So, like, somebody really good who no one knows who he is? Yeah, and not necessarily right now, but just historically. Or, like, kind of bland. You know what I mean? Like, well, does Mike Trout kind of look like a potato? I would have said until this summer that it was a very easy comparison between him and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. But clearly, uh, what Mike Trout really needs is a meddling uncle. Yeah. And that's how he would become uh, uh, a more famous, controversial figure. I agree. That's that's all we really need. Uh, does he have an Uncle Dennis? Dennis Trout. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who has, like, just, like, a very folklore-slash-fictional-sounding name in the NBA. Um, I would also say Al Horford is pretty Mike Trouty. that's pretty good. That's good. Paul Uh, Millsap as well. Oh, Streetball streetball Trout? Streetball Paul. (laughs) Streetball Trout, dude. Oh, that'd be tight. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I, he should just straight up like change his name to like No Out Trout. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like he's like he's like my name was also Giancarlo. Like, Whoa. Um. All right, and then your next question, Sean. Your final question my final of the question. episode: Who is the most Oakland A of all NBA players? Ooh, this is very interesting. The resurgent Oakland A's, thirty and ten. In their last 40 games. So the Oakland A's um, famously have like a type. Yeah. uh, Which you'd think would be Billy Bean related because he's been the GM for so long. Yeah. But no, because even like the Charlie Finley A's of the 70s are like, there's like a certain type of like, just like weirdos with mustaches yeah. who say crazy things Earnestness. and like have long hair. <laughs> yeah, like like look don't really look right, uh have been overlooked other places and also don't necessarily stick around that long. Yeah. But like even like so like Chris Davis is like probably their second most famous player now. Uh-huh. Like there's really not that much I mean, he's worse, obviously. Chris Davis is worse than this guy, but, like, he's not that different than, like, Reggie Jackson, actually. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he strikes out a lot and hits, like, monster home runs. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, And wears high-striped socks. (laughs) Yeah, like, odd character things. And, like, (laughs) even, even, like, they also seem like they have a lot of white guys that are either named Matt... Or mm-hmm. they have like, like kind of countrified, uh, old timey names like, like I don't know, you know, like Jed, Sonny. Jed, Cliff, 
Sonny. Is his name Bob? No, it's Bobby. Walt. Um, yeah, yeah, Walt is on the team. And then everyone else is just named Mark. Yeah, so I would say that they also have a lot of, like, outspoken guys. Like, but that are, like, club goofy. You know who the most Oakland A NBA player is right yeah. now, actually? It's Kent Bazemore. Wow. Well, he's like, yeah. Because he has that, like, weird style. and like... There's, like, a weird, goofy streak to him. But also, and also he's, like, underrated now. Like, where people are like, well, they want to throw him in the trash. But it's like, yeah, actually, he's pretty good. He's just overpaid. Well, and the, and the most Oakland A thing about him is that a team from Oakland traded him away. Yeah. That's the most <laughs> Oakland A thing that could happen. But yeah. and also a very Oakland A thing for like if you're gonna transfer it over to the NBA is like getting undrafted and then getting good enough to get signed like a fifteen million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I was thinking uh, somebody that like kicked around a lot and sort of like just found a home at a weird time. Um but yeah, it's not it, it's not the right. I had an idea, but I think it's I think it's the wrong analog. I mean, I also think Pat Connaughton is very Oakland Day. He's very. I mean, like <laughs> also he if he were still playing baseball, I wouldn't be shocked if he were an Oakland Day. Uh, like I wouldn't be shocked if Billy Bean tried to sign him like right now and was like, hey. You just pitch for us in the playoffs, um, and then you can go back to playing basketball. Um, <laughs> like s- signing some weird circus contract. I would say, honestly, CJ McCollum feels very Oakland Daisy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, because he loses in the first round of the playoffs every year. Oh, you fucking <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, the the other guy who kind of has an Oakland A feel, he's been like traded too much, but like. Tobias Harris has a real like the problem is Tobias Harris is a guy like the A's would sign now and they'd figure out how to like really use him. Here's my problem with Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. He's too good at everything. Like he needs to be like, it has to be a guy who's like good at like only two things. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I just, I just imagine he would be a guy that, like, if he went to the NBA A's, he'd only shoot three-pointers. Yeah, that's just true. Like, well, I mean, they, they unfortunately, like, yeah. I think the NBA A's are the Houston Rockets. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. that pains me as an Oakland A's fan to say that because we all know how I feel about the Houston Rockets. Well, honestly, Chris Paul has a very Oakland A's career, too. Well, and like especially him going there now is very like Frank Frank Thomas DH. Yeah, and but even his earlier career, like like new like getting very close with New Orleans and like random injuries derailing guys, and then yeah, Harden is kind of Oakland Daisy as well, actually. I think just like the right. beard and how weird he is. He just has like, like a very Ricky like, Henderson quality too. Yeah. He, well, but he's also just like weird. At, like the way he plays is weird. But no, he, he's like Ricky Henderson. He really yeah. is like, uh, surprisingly athletic, but like 
doesn't really seem to like exercise that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like has a weird combination of things he's good at. Like anyway, yeah. Clint Capella just signed a very Eric Chavez contract. Oh my god! As well. <laughs> yeah, if this was where it's like, oh, he's so cheap right now, and then, and then it'd be like, like, oh, we got to get rid of this fucking guy. <laughs> Somehow he got injured on a streetcar. All right, Sean. All right. Is there anything you want to plug? This went way longer than I thought Sorry. we were. Yeah, it was going to we go. Really, no, no. We just had a lot to say about Michael Porter Jr. Hopefully, literally fingers everything. crossed, we can take next week off. <laughs> we're taking a week off. <laughs> I, mean, I just maybe. don't know when it's happening. I don't know if it's going to happen, Joey. We got we got to get those guests. Oh, also suggest some guests. If you'd like to be a guest, hit us up either uh, at Round Rock Pod or at us directly. Yep. Um, Sean, what would you like to plug? Uh, you can read. I think my article about athletes who uh, should have their own reality shows is pretty good. Some solid NBA content in there, and that's on Yard Barker. And I link to it from my social media account. So check that one out. Um, congratulations to uh, my Twitter account at Frankie Muniz. Oh, yeah. Who was uh, named the host of Dancing with the Stars Jr. today. He shouldn't be allowed um, around children. Very creepy. Uh, but as always, please follow me at Frankie Muniz. Where this week I tweeted, when you can't sleep... So you turn the TV on, and when a date with Tad Hamilton is on, winning. Man, trust the process, I guess. Yeah, shut it down. Let's watch win a date with Tad Hamilton? Take it away, Rick. <laughs> Come on, people. You fans are the greatest fans in the world. That's everybody said that. Show a little bit of class. This is a man that I've spent some time talking to. He is going to change this franchise. This is crazy. Seriously. Come on. You're doing yourself a disservice. All of the wonderful accolades being said to you for you to treat this man who is spending his money to do the best that he can to turn this franchise around. And I know he's going to do it. So give him the respect he deserves. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.